Hey, it's Sean from Element FM. I have a real treat for y'all because I am sitting with two members of the legendary folk pop collective Indian City. They are nominated for both Radio Single of the Year for Wannabe and Pop Alternative Rock Album of the Year for Code Red at the 2023 Summer Solstice Indigenous Music Awards. Niwa Mason has been with the group since the very beginning, while Gabrielle Fontaine joined after the passing of her father, the late great Vince Fontaine, to continue what he started. Niwa, Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining me today and congratulations on the nominations. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And I'm sure Gabrielle is as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having us. Now, the group's founder, the late Vince Fontaine, spoke about how one of the goals for Indian City was to bring Indigenous and non-Indigenous artists together. If you could both pick any artist to feature on an Indian City track, who would you pick? No pressure, hey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to narrow it down to just one for myself personally. Gabby, do you have anything off the top of your head right now? Uh, well, I think... Some people that we've already had, for instance, Jim Cuddy, I think that was absolutely amazing to have mm -hmm. Jim on Code Red. So that was great right there. Uh, and then, you know, we've had people that have been on, I think, most of the albums. So Don Amaro, he's someone who's always been collaborating with with Indian City. So it's it's nice to have that that contrast in, in tone and music. And I would have to say that sticking with um, Canadian uh, musicians that we'd like to have on the album. Personally, I would pick um, Jan Arden. Uh, she's a fantastic Canadian music icon. I like how her personal message of resilience and strength, not necessarily listening to the quote unquote industry people and doing your own thing and being very successful. I think I look, I've been looking up to her uh, since I was in high school. So definitely I would ask her to be on the next album. That would be awesome. Let's, <laughs> let's put that out in the universe. Let's make that happen yes. today. Yeah. Jan, call me. Call me Jan. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabrielle, what you were saying about all the amazing artists you guys have already had the chance to work with, looking through the list of artists, including the likes of Jim Cuddy and so many more, Donna Marrow, it really does seem like the group has had kind of almost every dream artist you could imagine kind of working with you guys already. So it's it, the lineup of, of featured artists on your work is uh, it's phenomenal to look at. No, I, I agree totally with that. What's what's nice is when you listen to the album, all the songs are so unique in itself because, you know, each guest artist brought their own creativity to all of these songs. And so really, they, they all stand out, just like you said. Mm -hmm, exactly. Like In terms of bringing your own creativity and collaboration, Indian City has been often compared to broken social scene in the sense that you're more of a rotating collective of musicians. How is that different from being in a more static lineup like a traditional band? I think for us, uh, well, for, for some of us, we've been with Indian City for so, like such a long time that we we know what the structure is like. So in a, in a way, it's kind of like we have our designated core musicians and then know that the collaborations come with, with all of the other musicians. So we already know and are on uh, like on a conscious level, knowing that we're not going to have exactly the same album every time that we put one out um, and that we're going to work together with whoever is going to be with us. So, I mean, our core members do change as well over the years. Uh, I, I think I'm the only one that's actually been with it since day one. Yeah. And then other members have just kind of come and gone as well. But I think just consciously us knowing that it's it's a collective that does rotate and and then having the the knowing that the, every CD isn't going to make us sound, you know, exactly the same. It can be good and it can be bad, you know, because we don't establish that sound as a group. But we also know that we're working to make it a different sound for every 
every artist we work with. On that note too, how does that setup impact the the writing process when you're making a new song or making a new album? Um, I think one thing that we, we want is for going forward, everybody in the core to have a say in this writing process. So before it was mostly my dad who would be driving a lot of these songs and bringing in either those from the core, our producer CBG, or the guest artists to collaborate with the songwriting. Now that my dad's no longer here, uh, it's a bit different. We we don't have a single person that's just writing all these songs. We're all kind of getting together, contributing our own thoughts, ideas, playing around with this. And so it's really important for us moving forward that everybody in this core right now has a say in this uh, new album. Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything you can tease or talk about with, with a new album, a follow-up to Code Red? Is that in the works or are you still kind of waiting to um, see what, what, what happens kind of in the, in the extended aftermath of Code Red considering it did come out during the pandemic? Um, I will say that, you know, a lot of, us right now in the core are excited to write songs. That's what we love doing. We love being creative, expressing ourselves through music. So that is what we're looking at for our next steps, some some songwriting. I think I can add a little bit of a tease, an extra tease here that this summer we're going to be uh, pre-releasing one of the songs as a summer single. So everybody can be all excited about that. Look forward to hearing it. And of course, on our social media, we'll all we'll be putting teasers up and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you uh, come and like us on all of those Facebook, Insta, TikTok, whatever thingies. <laughs> That's <laughs> that they awesome. Are, so. Definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> now, a number of your songs deal with larger social issues that impact Indigenous communities. So, for example, Through the Flood is about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls uh, throughout Canada. In your opinions, why is music such a powerful tool for social awareness and change? Well, I think that music is a way for some people to express themselves. I know for for us, that's how we get our thoughts out. That's how we um, express our, our values, our morals, or what's important to us. And so for my dad, it was always very important to express his culture, his indigeneity, um, his people, his community. And so it was really important for him to raise awareness to these issues. And he did this through song. And that's how a lot of us are now in Indian City. We, we express ourselves through music, through songwriting. So for Through the Flood, that was a song that I actually, uh, the first time I was brought into Indian City, I co-wrote this with my dad and Donna Merrill. And, you know, this song, Through the Flood, is such such an important one because so many social justice issues aren't talked enough in Canada. We don't hear enough about it. And that's why it's important to to raise awareness and to amplify other Indigenous voices. And so that's, that's why we do it. We want to get the message out there. We want to bring more people uh, to awareness of all these issues that are going on that some people don't even know about. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, you guys do a really, really good job of that, not only through through the flood, but uh, a number of uh, of your songs over the years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's definitely something something that's really important to us is to make sure that we have that. And, and it was important to Gabby's dad, too, uh, to Vince, that... Uh, we use this as, as a little bit of a platform to bring awareness. And on the mu touch of why we do it through music is, it, it, to me personally, music ever since I was a kid has always been almost like a therapy for myself, writing, uh, making, even just singing along to songs and really feeling things. And and so I think that's kind of become a process for, you know, all of us. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a therapy, it's therapeutic. And through music, it's music is a universal language. You can sing a 
song and uh, just through a melody, you can convey a happiness or sadness. And you can just hear that from just hearing a simple melody, not even using words. So I think it just reaches a lot more people doing doing it through music. Now, yeah. you, you, you guys have already talked a little bit about this, but uh, Gabrielle, your father, Vince uh, Fontaine, sadly passed away in January 2022, not too long after Code Red dropped. What was it like coming to the decision to keep the group going? For me, keeping the group going was a way to remember my dad. So I remember one of the, the first things I thought when my dad died was that I didn't want his music to die with him. I didn't want all of his work to die with him. Code Red that was just released. I didn't want that to fade away. I didn't want the memories or anything like that to fade away. So that's why I, I really was um, strong, yes, for keeping the band going. And I know that uh, the rest of the core members in the band also wanted to keep it going. You know, it, it was kind of therapeutic at first to to keep this band going, to still perform these songs. And it's um, in a way brought all of us in, in the band and the core closer together. I feel like we are we are closer now, at least on my end, than, than before. So, you know, it's a little bit bittersweet on how this all turned out because you know we're here and we have all this success now with with Warner and this and that but my dad's not here so while it is sad on that end I'm just so glad to keep it going because being in this band is how I keep my dad alive that was that was very beautifully said thank you you're nominated for multiple awards at the 2023 SEMAs including pop alternative rock album of the year for Code Red in your opinion why are award shows and events like the SEMAs so important for both emerging and well-known indigenous talent first of all just you know the awards themselves like no matter which award shows it is uh it's always <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be nominated right <laughs> the the SEMAs are specific to indigenous music so that is also a very important thing that you know indigenous music in Canada get recognized so that's awesome I think that uh, personally like being a veteran having having been attending these with different musical groups for over 20 years now just kind of when the first indigenous award scene started to break out uh, I think I think it was uh, maybe the APCMAs here in Winnipeg or something like that, the, mm -hmm. like a long time ago. Having the veteran people also being, you know, in same categories with uh, new artists and emerging Indigenous artists, to me, I always go and like listen to whoever's in our category. So although like some are maybe well known to others, some may not be. So for me, it, it broadens my knowledge in the Indigenous music industry today and what today is. So also recognizing that too, you know, it, it, it's not just, um, it's not just the same, you know, five bands in Canada being nominated all the time right it keep, keeps it going and keeps it fresh so I and I love going to these events too just meeting people you know people network but for me it's just it's just a time to get together and have a celebration about music which is like the love of my life so <laughs> so that's why I love uh these types of awards and uh yeah and I like meeting the new people like I like hearing what they're up to and what their purpose is and how their music sounds mm -hmm. so yeah. Now, last but not least, um, and you've already kind of alluded to this, uh, where can people find you and uh, everything that's going on with uh, all of your projects? Uh, we got our social media, so Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're now emerging on TikTok, so we're going to start trying to get some stuff out on TikTok. And we also have a, a website, which um, we try to keep updated with uh, upcoming shows 
and uh, all our links to the music. Awesome. You can also learn about the band members on our website too. Like Yeah. if, if you want to know a little more about the core and who we are and stuff, uh, that's also on there too. Thank you so much, Niwa, Gabrielle. Thank you so much for joining me today. The 2023 must take place at the National Arts Centre in Ottawa on June 6th. If you're going to be in the area and want to catch Indian City performing live at the show, you can get your tickets today at summersolsticefestivals.ca.